saw this quote by Walt Whitman painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. Let me ask you a question. I'm curious. All right. Nice day. Is that Nick? Producer Nick? Nice. Nice job, Producer Nick. Like, I, I, I am astounded. Big Nick really coming through there because that that Ted Lasso quote means a lot to me. But yeah. uh, oh, for sure. Oh, but we'll soccer guys. I no, but I just love this the sentiment of it. Curiosity is is something uh, I've tried to instill into my son. But anyway, uh, I got four questions here for you, AB. All right, let's. Go. I'm curious, as a fan, would you rather Toronto host the World Juniors or the NHL All Star Game? Ooh, uh, I, like. The World Juniors is one is is the answer, because I I personally like the World Juniors better. Like the, the NHL All Star Game is is gimmicky and it's got some cool elements to it. Like the the skills competition is always fun and there's always events that kind of go with the All Star Game around the city. So that would be interesting. That'd be cool to have all of these big time NHL talents in the city. But the World Juniors has like a special sentiment with Canadians and and I would prefer to go and watch the World Juniors. And and just what we're seeing right now happen in Halifax, I'd be curious to see if Toronto could put on a show like that. Well, I think that's the reason I brought it up is, again, I was there in 2017 covering it, and there was a lot of questions about how well the tournament kind of landed mm-hmm. in Toronto, just because there's so many other entertainment options you know, for fans in a big city, well, right? And it, the, the building's a lot bigger. Sure. So tougher to fill, I think, is also something that's that's you know, worth saying as well. Not to say that there's not 20,000 people who would love to go watch Canada, but it's just a little bit different. I, I feel like when they are in smaller cities, arenas, towns, you just, I don't know, it, it has a little bit more charm to the tournament in the way that we're seeing here here in Halifax, um, even more than we saw in, in Edmonton. I mean, that was a bit of a different story, but I, I think I would prefer the World Juniors, though. I saw some attendance numbers come out this morning, and I, I think it's really, really landed yeah. um, this this year in Eastern Canada. Uh, moving on, this one's a little more nuts and bolts, but it's topical. I'm curious, A.B., would you rather have Michael Bunting or Morgan Riley as the fifth player on PP1 right now? Oh, this is a good one. I mean... Thank you. I, they've been pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Over the last little bit, and they really have been. It's something that we've talked about a little bit here. Um, I don't know how much longer they want to go with this. Maybe that they're they're kind of happy and set, and they want to go with this five forward unit for a while. But Michael Bunting's been a nice addition, and he's been producing on that unit as well. Got a goal the other night. But what I kind of like about this five forward unit is how like interchangeable they are, and the fact that they're constantly moving around the ice surface, mm-hmm. which to me feels like it's opening up the defense a little bit, opening up that penalty kill, which is creating a lot of seams. So opening chaos up a in of, a good way. Yeah, like they're creating chaos for the defense, right? As opposed to when you have a guy like Morgan Riley, not to say that he's he's not great. I mean, this was the top power play last season with Morgan Riley yep. on it. Um, so really, it's these are two great options that the Maple Leafs have. But I like what they're doing right now. So could I change my mind if, if things start to go south? Absolutely. But right now, I don't think you you change what's working. So for tonight's game, I would rather see Bunting remain on PP1 than Morgan Riley. Because, like, what I find, I think, is different, too, is you have more options. Yep. And the team isn't necessarily relying on Austin Matthews to get that shot off on the power play. 
right? And, and by doing that, you have Nylander, who's been producing on the power play, Bunting, obviously, Tavares. It just seems to be more trigger men when it's, you got five guys moving around. It's very fluid out yeah. there. So I think there's just kind of more options for Toronto this way. I think I just appreciate that it brings up kind of a philosophical argument about whether you want to go forward with five forwards, right? Like, and I said this before, someone's got to be first to the ball. the other night, though. Sure. Well, Granted, I, Sam's not needed to save that, but... We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but okay. um, I, I just... Someone's got to be first through the wall. I said that before, and I yeah. just think, like, if you have the talent at your disposal, when you're able to do these kind of things, they're very difficult for the opposition to game plan for, Yeah, which is why I think it's working in part right now. Speaking of, of both of those players, two key leaps... Again, I'm curious, A.B., Two key Leafs are out of contract at the end of the season. One UFA, one RFA. Okay. Assuming both of these players get full market value and weighing in the, the Leafs' salary cap situation, assuming both of these players can command full market value, would you rather re-sign Michael Bunting or Elias Samsonov long-term? I think the answer's got to be Michael Bunting. I mean, he's he's been a fixture for the last two seasons now. Now, the... the by you saying full market value, it does add a wrinkle to this. Of course. What to you is market value for Michael Bunting Oof. at the moment? Is that that is a tricky question. Frankie well, like right now, today, yesterday. yeah, like t- today, his his value has never been higher because of how well he's played over this okay. last recent stretch. There are ongoing conversations. We've been told there was a report from Pierre LeBron yep. the other day that there are ongoing conversations with the Maple Leafs and Michael Bunting's camp. So, like, this is a legitimate. Like discussion right now. I want to add something here, and I, I know that, that Michael Bunting is the easy answer here, but here's my kind of point. Kyle Dubas ha- has done a lot w- he's done a lot of good things in his tenure so far as Leafs GM, one yeah. of them being his ability to unearth diamonds in the rough. Michael Bunting is your best example. I think if you're Kyle Dubas, and for, for whatever reason, if Michael Bunting has to walk, you can find another forward like that. And hold on a sec. Oh, I don't know. It is, is there a more difficult position to, f- to, to fill in the NHL than a number one goalkeeper? And I'm not saying Ilya Samsonov is your answer. I think answer. that's my issue, though. Because it, I think also what might have to play into this is the, is the play of Matt Murray. And Murray's played really well right now, like to this point. But is he long-term? Is he a long-term guy? Why couldn't he be? He's under contract next year, so he is going to be this goaltender next season. And if he he plays as consistently as he's playing right now, why can't he be your long-term? Again, I I guess the question is, is are you comfortable? It raises a bigger question. Are you more comfortable kind of rolling the dice with a different goalkeeper or different goalkeeper tandem every year because it kind of looks like that's the way it's trending with this Leafs team, is it not? You're asking me this question where the last four games, Samsonov's got an 858 yep. percentage yep. too. So maybe some recency bias is being baked into my answer here, but ultimately I look at Michael Bunting and his last 20 games, he's playing at a point-per-game pace. In the year 2022, the calendar, season, calendar year, he was sixth in the NHL in points at 5-on-5, five five, more than Connor McDavid. The question is, how much is that going to cost the Leafs to bring him in? We went through this a couple of seasons ago. They knew how, you know, how good a player he was, but could they afford to bring him in? Ultimately, they couldn't because the market value for him elsewhere was something that the Maple Leafs just couldn't afford and couldn't stomach. Is it going to be a similar situation with Michael Bunting this year? I, th- I think the term will probably have to be there if you're Michael Bunting. The, the term will have to be there because your AAV probably comes in, well, definitely, I would think, 
comes in lower than Zach Hyman, just because the track record isn't there that, that Hyman has. Um, but I, again, uh, the way I fall back, and I'm not, this is no slag on Michael Bunting. I think he's... Bunting's a little t- younger, though. I, like, tr- I'll give him that. At 26 years old, Bunting is doing, has done more than Zach Hyman did by 26 years old. I think it's... He's by 27 now. I, and, and this is just where I would vote. I think it's harder to fill that goalkeeper position long-term. That's where I'm at. So you're sold on Samsonov, then? I am more sold on him uh, than others. See, like, I'm more sold on Bunting as being what he's showing now than I am on Samsonov. It's, we're not going to have the answer until the end of the season. Yeah, and, true. And, and perhaps even longer than that. Uh, last one, one here. Really quick, yeah. Let's get weird. I'm okay. curious. Would you rather have the Leafs make the Stanley Cup final this season? And who knows what happens, but the Leafs are in the final. Oh, okay. that's, all, that's where you're at. And you roll the dice in that series, see what happens. Or... Would you rather somehow magically see Connor Bedard dropped into the Leafs lineup for next season oh, and next season wow. alone? Wow, this is an unreal question. Like as a draft pick? No, you just get Connor Bedard next year for one year. But what? Oh, for one year? You get him for one oh, year. I'll and take one... the Stanley Cup. And Stanley then... Cup final appearance. If it's only one year, then I, I, I will take the Stanley Cup final appearance. But what if it were Connor Bedard for Connor Bedard's career? Oh man! You, you were deep in thought on this. So, are you trading something for Connor Bedard? No, but that's but you... that's just a stipulation as well. Is you would have to figure out like after Connor Bedard's, um, you know, entry level deal is up. Yeah. Then you're gonna have to pay him whatever. Uh, of course, of course. Oh man! Or do you get potentially seven games in a Stanley Cup final? But how many more Stanley Cup finals could you reach with Connor Bedard? And how many and could Mitch how Carter many could you afford? Neela. Well, you've got at least a three year window. Well, he's on his ELC to get there. I think I'd take Bedard and roll the dice. You've got you've got the salary cap we expect to start going up over the next couple of seasons. I think I'd roll the dice and take Bedard because I, I feel like if he joins this nucleus that's here now on that ELC for the yeah. next three years. They could, they might be able to get there on their own. And I'm learning a little bit more about your dark. gambling style here. Like, I'm a bit more of a, cons- I'm a much more conservative gambler. Like, yeah. if I see something in front of me and I, I say this is a small win, I'll take if it. If you told me Stanley Cup, they win a cup, I'll take the cup. Uh, not win, not that's, win. That's Just right. Be... So it's, it's not a Stanley Cup victory. Which at the end of the day, and I nothing, nothing compares to that. What are we talking about? Billy Bean said it best: If you don't win the final game of the season, no one gives a bleep. So if they don't win that game. It doesn't make it worth it. I almost, I almost put a Billy Bean quote in my last mailbag thing. My bleep doesn't work in the playoffs. I've been thinking about that a lot go. with this Leafs team. Uh, but so you're, you'd go, you'd roll the dice with Bedard. Yeah, because I feel like there could be multiple Stanley Cup Finals appearances in his Maple Leafs tenure. So I'll, I'll roll the dice if we get more than one. Where do you think he ends up? Or better question, where do you think he is best suited? Vancouver would be great because he's a Vancouver native. And, you know, he could turn around that franchise, go to Chicago, top six franchise. He could, you know, help facilitate this changeover from the Kane-Taze era. Um, those would be the two spots that I would prefer to see him in. Um, Wouldn't it yeah. be fun to see him playing alongside Trevor Zegras in Anaheim? No. No? I would have to stay <laughs> Straight up. Straight up, no. I have to stay up until midnight to watch the games. Like, I, I, I just would prefer not to have to do that a lot. But boy, could Selfishly. you could you generate a whole new group of, of, of fans in, in California? You could. You could. I mean Zegers is doing that on his own. 
he's doing a pretty good job of that uh, all by him, all by himself. Uh, some help would clearly, you know, speed some things along. But I think I still rather him either in a Canadian market or or uh, an original six franchise like like Chicago. All right, good stuff. I love this bit. Every time you're on, we're gonna have to bring it back. Curious, curious cloak. cloak. Love it.